Welcome to the Real Time Roots Podcast. I'm your host, Christy L, and this is my co-host, Sarah. Hello, everyone. At Joy Believe, we help you grow your own food and remedies so that you can create health and wellness for your family naturally. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about coziness, or in Norway, they call it huga. It's light in the darkness, warmth, and it is so needed in the middle of January and January grays. So I want you to think about Christmas. But that was three weeks ago. Christmas was three weeks ago. But also we know that Christmas is coming. But think about the joy that you felt at Christmas, the twinkly lights, the warm fires, the candles. Maybe you went Christmas light watching with your kids in the back of the car and the, and then came home afterwards and had a mug of hot chocolate. Or maybe you put candles on the table and had some greenery or evergreen. Maybe you used some essential oils of pine and spruce that filled your home with that Christmas tree scent. Or maybe it was the the smell of peeling a fresh orange. Or the stories or puzzles or games that you played as a family. Or maybe the Hallmark movies that you watched. There's so much about the holiday season that gives us the warm, fuzzy feeling. That feeling of belonging that we talked about last week when we talked about roots. So much of that is in the holidays. And then January 1st, or for some people, January 8th comes, and we gather up all the decorations and the candles, and we put it away in the box, and we put it away for another year, and the dreariness of winter sets in. Now, in Norway, and in the other Nordic countries, they keep that beautiful feeling of the holiday season all winter. They call it huga. And it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. And Sarah says it. Hugs. <laughs> and when when we think of huga, we think of hugs. It's that warm embrace of community and of the season that we create in our homes. So today we want to talk about what that is and how we can bring that holiday feeling, that warmth and um, community um, hospitality into our homes on a daily basis to, one, help us overcome the dreariness of winter and the, the cold and, and the, um, the fatigue of the winter season, and also how we can create that quality of coziness and comfort in our own homes. And because we have spent two years without a lot of warmth and coziness and celebration, so we really want to get it back. Absolutely. I agree. Bigger and cozier than ever. I agree. And one of the ways to do that is to embrace huga and and to borrow elements of the Danish culture and the Nordic culture um, and bring those things into our home. Now, there are some benefits of huga, and I want to just mention those. You know, the the Nordic people are considered the happiest people on earth. And one of the reasons is because of this sense of huga. They have less depression and anxiety. It increases feelings of self-worth. It increases hopefulness and optimism, and it lowers stress. That sounds great. It, it also increases a sense of mindfulness, and it improves sort of the feeling of being kind to yourself. Huga can also bring an improved level of self-compassion, being forgiving and gentle with yourself, making sure you're taking care of yourself, 
and that you're giving yourself what you need, especially through the winter months, which can be very challenging for many people. And remember at this time of year too, nature is, well, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, nature is hibernating. And often we as people don't hibernate because we have to work and we have jobs to do and we forget that 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 whole idea of resting and rejuvenating and that um, quiet growth that happens in nature, um, we don't allow that for ourselves. And so who gets a way to allow yourself that kind of hibernation or cocooning, it's also called. Is that why their sweaters are so cozy? I think so. I think sweaters are a big part of huga. Let's just describe huga for a minute. There's that quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that, um, well, actually, the New Yorker describes it, a quality of coziness and comfortable con- conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment and well-being. It's a characteristic of Danish culture, and it's embraced by many Northern European countries under different names. Well, they have different languages, so yeah, they would have different names. In Canada, we call it coziness. And we have a very similar, a very similar culture as far as being in the cold and having, um, having to bring the warmth indoors. Wool blankets. Fireplaces. Beeswax candles. <laughs> My brain just completely blanked and I said fuzzy floor blankets, but that's not the word I want. <laughs> fuzzy. I like fuzzy floor blankets. <laughs> rugs. That's the word I wanted. <laughs> Cozy rugs. And, and also... Rugs are important, soft furnishings, you know, things that make you feel like you're being hugged. Also, having blankets and pillows and maybe sheepskin on the couches so that you feel like you're warm and embraced. And having outside sources of warmth is actually very good for relieving physical pain and for helping with symptoms of depression. It's why sometimes people with depression will take very long showers. Having the warmth. Because it provides the warmth and touch stimuli that helps relieve depression. And you can get the same thing with weighted blankets or really heavy winter blankets. I'm working on a blanket that's currently two kilos already. And I have another 1.1 kilos to add to it in yarn. You mean you're crocheting a blanket? Yep, crocheting a blanket. And it works actually very well as a weighted blanket. It's very cozy and warm and it adds quite a bit of weight to the bed. And, And makes you feel happy. Very, very happy. It's mine. If I can get away from the baby. You have to share it? That's She tries to steal it. She can actually carry it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another thing that can make your home cozy is a pot of soup bubbling on the stove or chili or cookies, homemade cookies, homemade bread. Or candles or a diffuser. When, when I think of the diffuser, like the bubbly ones, to me, they, they seem to make the house colder. I was more thinking the passive ones. I've been sticking my passive, well, the passive diffuser is made out of a type of clay, Pasteur Paris. Yeah. So I actually have been setting it on my gas stove. Okay. So that when the gas stove triggers, it warms it up and it diffuses better than it would without being warmed up. And it only triggers basically for as long as it's warm. And then when it cools down with the stove cooling down, it ceases diffusing. So it's not overwhelming for the pets. Oh, that's a good idea. I wouldn't put it on a wood stove, but it works quite well on the gas. I find that I'm using my passive diffusers more now, too, because 
it seems to me that that steam going into the air is too cold with the winter and the passive diffusers are warmer. But if your house gets quite dry in January, you might want the steam diffusers. Another thing that can bring that coziness is to have physical books around to read, to sit on the couch with, you know, a cup of warm tea and read a book is very, very much um, a hookah feeling. Just put your bookshelves on the outside walls of the house because then the books can also help insulate and keep the draft off. Oh, book insulations. I hadn't thought of that. That's a good idea. Um, Also bringing in natural elements like twig baskets or greenery or... I keep trying to bring in pine cones. Doesn't work very well. The puppy chews them up. Okay, messes on the carpet from the puppies is not hygge. But the puppy is. Puppies are hygge. Kittens are hygge. Um, but puppy messes and kitten messes are not hygge. <laughs> but it is sometimes part of what you have to deal with if you want to have the puppy or the kitty. If you just want the hygge element, there's stuffed animals. Those work. I I think it's, as we were preparing this, I went on Pinterest and I looked at, I just typed in Huga H-Y-G-G-E, to see what would come up. And there was a lot of picture-perfect, cozy kinds of elements, cushions, and everything's coordinated. And I don't think Huga necessarily needs to have that kind of perfection. There's kind of a sense of imperfection in Huga as well. A lot of handmade things, home baking. So as far as the puppy messes go, there's a certain element where it's okay. Not the stinky messes, but the toy messes. But the puppy being overjoyed, so overjoyed to get a pine cone that she ends up chewing it up all over the living room carpet. But let's talk about the elephant in the room and why your home might not feel hygge. You might have taken January 1st too seriously when they said, get organized, minimalized, change everything at once, and accidentally turned everything gray. There is that. There is that. So Danish hygge is organized and uncluttered. Think think of when you go into IKEA and you walk into the IKEA showroom and you notice that everything, all the furniture is put into kind of um, rooms like dioramas. Everything is perfect and everything is well, um, you know, you have the subdued lighting. Um, that's very huga to have subdued lighting rather than overhead lights. And uh, you have the cozy element with cushions and blankets and fuzzy floor things, like you said, <laughs> rugs. And you also have perfection. They don't look lived in because they're perfect. And that's taking it too far. But at the same time, you want to have that organization uncluttered look so that it's not overwhelming. Because if a space is too cluttered, it's hard to relax. And so if your home is cluttered, tackling the clutter, like a lot of people want to do at the beginning of January, can be an important element to bringing in the hygge feeling in your home. But the cuddly blanket on your couch and the pillows aren't clutter. They're huga. True. It, it depends on what you're after, right? The important thing is to look. So number one, don't try to do your whole house at once. That's way too overwhelming. That's a perfect way to go kaboom. 
But it's great if you take one room and say, let's say your bedroom, and you're you're going to make your bedroom a huga space that you can be comfortable in. Um, or it might be your living room, or it might be your kitchen. Take one room and just work on that to do the decluttering and only keep the things you love. Um, and what you love might be way more than what Marie Kondo loves. <laughs> I was watching a program where they were, there was a minimalist who had completely minimalisted her home. And she was interviewing people who loved what she called clutter. And they were interviewing them and asking them about the things, elements that they had in their home that they loved. And they showed people's very organized knickknacks and um, organized kitchens. And they were filled with beautiful, one-of-a-kind pieces of, you know, pottery or um, antiques or things that had meaning for them. And they were picking up each item and showing the newscaster, you know, this belonged to my mother and this is why it was special to me and this belonged to um, my next door neighbor and she gave it to me on this occasion. And it was really talking about their whole life. And I would say that that's huga. Even though it, there was a lot of things, they were meaningful things and beautiful things. So you want to create the cozy feeling in one room first and then try it on for size. It might not be for you. You might be more into the minimalist. And so try it on and see if you like it, if it makes you feel at home, if it, if it makes you feel cozy. And also how your family likes it. If you have a family and you're not just living on your own, because maybe some of your other family members might have a slightly different definition of coziness or might want things included that you might find a little bit cluttery, like 12 pillows on the couch instead of just three. What's wrong with 12 pillows on the couch? It's a little hard to sit on them. It, it reminds me of, uh, before you were born, there was this show called I Dream of Jeannie, and she had a kind of a bed couch, and it had a thousand pillows on it. It was so weird. <laughs> I sometimes feel like I have a thousand pillows on my bed, but it's usually only five. Five pillows. If you are ready to start on your herbal journey to get to know herbs and make your own medicine, I've got the perfect next step for you. My membership, the DIY Herb of the Month Club, will help you get to know your herbal allies by studying one herb at a time. And we make a game of it. You will go on a 30-day journey with an assignment to do every day that will only take you 10 or 15 minutes. You'll go on a monthly quest to build your confidence so that you can learn to rely on your herbal allies. You'll invest just 5 to 15 minutes a day of hands-on guided exercises to gain knowledge of each month's herbal ally. You'll also learn how to grow, forage, or find each month's herb. You'll study the historical context of the medicinal and or culinary uses of each herb. You'll create a personal Materia Medica for long-term reference. You'll also study the modern scientific studies and evaluate their methodology and conclusions. And you'll engage your senses both logically and intuitively to get to know each herb really, really well so that you can use it confidently. 
So stir up some recipes with me and start using your new herbal allies for focused hands-on learning inside the DIY Herb of the Month Club. So I hope you'll decide to join me. The link is in the show notes. So as you're looking at this one room and cozifying it, is that even a word? We'll make it one. Try it on for size. See how you feel about it. See how other members of your family feel about it. And once you're happy with it, then add another room. Don't try to do a whole house at once. Now, family and friends are an important part of Huga. It's important to have some elements of hospitality, um, inviting family and friends over, uh, maybe having coffee together, maybe having a brunch together in your home, not in a restaurant, and inviting them to experience happiness with you. And coziness. So we have some ideas that might trigger some creativity in your mind about ways that you could First of all, make hookah in your home and then invite other people to share it with you. So one thing we love to do as a family is to have a games night. Um, Maybe board games, maybe card games, word games. And if you're doing that, it would be important to turn off the cell phones. And because it's really hard to play games with people who are checking their cell phone every five minutes. So it would be nice to start with some rules like, you know, some people put a basket on the table and say, please put your cell phone here. And uh, that's one way to, because you're looking for the human connection. And so you definitely want to um, look each other in the eye and have a conversation. Or another alternative is jigsaw puzzles. We usually only do those at Christmas in our family, but bringing out jigsaw puzzles for January and February is a great way to create that atmosphere of play, which is so important with hookah. So another thing you can do is have have a potluck so that you're not providing all the food so that other people can bring their favorite dishes as well. And that can be fun because, you know, you might say love to to make um, lasagna, but you have a friend who loves to make dessert and that can work out really well. Just as long as everybody doesn't bring desserts. Then it turns into a dessert night and you have to order pizza for dinner. Now, another thing that can be really fun is listening to old records. And I'm not talking about the old Edisons and Vitrolas with their whiny cylinders. I'm talking about the LPs that are very, um, they're actually making a comeback. I was absolutely shocked. I went into a store and they had a whole set of LPs for sale. They're making a comeback. They're reproducing LPs now. Well, good thing you have a record player I as have part a, of your stereo system. I do have a record player and they're easy to find now too. Which is funny because they were hard to find. They were hard to find and now they're bringing them back. It's really interesting. I have lived through so much. I have lived through the Edison and the reel-to-reel tape and the cassette tape and the 8-track and the LP and the 45s and the CDs. I guess if I just line them all up, it could be Huga. Technically, yes. It would be really interesting to have the same song and play it on all of them and, and listen for the differences. 
So what's your favorite thing to do to bring that cozy, comfortable feeling? Watch a movie and crochet in front of the, well, beside our gas stove. Which is, which looks like a fireplace. Yep. So we've been talking about huga, which is a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment and well-being. And we've talked about the elements of hygge or coziness that you can bring into your home and a little bit about how to, what elements to use to create that feeling in your own home when you invite people over. We always like to leave you with a positive action that you can take to act on what we've been talking about. So today, Sarah's going to share the positive action with you. So one really easy way to add an element of huga to your dining time is to light up a few beeswax candles. Now, if you have young kids or just rambunctious adults, you might be thinking that candles aren't that great of an idea. So in the show notes, we have a link on how to make your own beeswax candles with thrift store rescued teacups. And they make beautiful candles that give you beautiful ambience. And best of all, you don't have to worry about them lighting other things on fire. Because they're pretty stable in the teacups. Because you keep the teacups in the saucers. And they're fun to make. They're fun to make. They look beautiful. The teacups themselves add a very nice touch of huga. And of course, the beeswax scent and the light is also coziness personified. So check the show notes for the link on how to make those candles as well as for some other ideas. So if you enjoyed this episode on bringing Huga home, please share it with a friend. And as always, please like and subscribe. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now.